I speak English. No. We speak English. No. They speak English. No. With us, you speak English. Yay! An English speaking podcast where you will find lots of content to help you with your daily practice of English and have fun, just as natives do. Listen to interviews and native speakers talking about everything and anything, because with us, you speak English. Welcome to another episode of the You Speak English podcast. Thank you for hitting that play button and subscribing to our podcast channel. I'm Katza. In today's episode, we're going to discuss if we can master English in six months, like many people guarantee. But first, I'd like to say hello to George and Javier. How's it going, guys? Hey, hi there. I'm pretty good. Good to be here again. Hi, Katza. Hi, George. It's always a pleasure to have you guys. Having me. Yes, a pleasure, uh-huh. guys. <laughs> well, I'd like to start by sharing my personal experience learning English. It actually took me at least five years to master English grammar and vocabulary. Well, I'm still in the process and will continue till the day I die because I do not know all the words, right? So um, either I die or migrate to another country, but I'm still <laughs> learning vocabulary, right? But not to mention conversation, I sometimes still make mistakes. This I've achieved by attending schools where we had at least 10 hours of English class through elementary and high school. Even after I graduated from college, which brought me to practice much more, we didn't have less than 10 hours a week. So I started learning English when I was four years old and started watching movies without subtitles. One, because those movies were not subtitled on cable TV in Mexico when I was little. And second, because my dad kind of forced me into getting familiar with the language a couple of years before I even started elementary school. So, for example, I used to watch movies with no subtitles and I would go, Daddy, what are they saying? (laughs) And he would be like, oh, I don't know, figure it out. And I'm like, how am I going to figure it out? But yet, it got me interested. It got me into the language because I love the language, obviously. And But I, but it took me more than 15 years to say that I can carry out a, a natural and, and a good conversation, right? And understand at a level of academic English, for example. So... It wasn't, it, it wasn't until I moved to the States that I could say that I had mastered English up to a level B1 plus or so. And I wanted to discuss this topic with you guys because I want to give our audience all the precise information we can regarding this topic because out there, there's loads of schools guaranteeing that people can master English in six months. So the question is, George is mastering English in six months. Is it a myth or a reality? It's a complete myth. <laughs> complete, because <laughs> you know, uh, I think uh, you know, for anybody who who claims that, and for people who are into our listeners, I think we gotta first uh, understand what it means to master a language, you know, or what what it means to learn a language. Okay, so uh, I think 
in the understanding of general, you know, general, uh, in general, people, when they say learn a language, you'll learn a language in six months, I think the understanding is, uh, well, just speak well enough to talk about in, in any context with anybody, you know, about any situation and very fluently. All right. So can you do that in six months? Uh, no. And it's not only because I say so. Uh, there's extensive uh, study uh, in, in, in this regard, you know, uh, if anybody can learn in six months, even with the full immersion programs, you know, uh, saying that you can fully master language. Uh, there are only anecdotes about it. There's not a complete, you know, there's no complete research, but uh, no, definitely not. You can't. Right. Javier, what do you think? No, but not, not, by, a, not by a long shot. I think, you know, people might, um, you might have heard of advertisement that says you, you'll be able to speak in six months. And like George said, if you want to like transmit something that's very basic, you know, like to ask for, a, a, you're in a train station, you want to ask for what time the next train comes by, or you want to order something at a um, small cafe, get your way around the city. You know, if you want to go abroad and um visit a place where they actually speak the language, that could be accomplished in six months. Given the fact, like George says, that if you have like a full day of like uh, intensive teaching and practice, but it's not not mastered by, by a long shot at all. I mean, um, I moved to the States when I, I was maybe like nine years old, eight or nine years old. And I, I remember I was uh, in the fifth grade. I had to repeat the fifth grade. It took me about two years just to be able to say, I can speak English. Living right. in the States, two years. And right. I'm talking about like going to school, um, having ESL classes and being exposed to TV in English, radio in English, friends in English, you know. And it took me about two years, to be honest. Right. Right. Okay. So I know for a fact that something that helps me immensely to improve my English all, all the time is that I always have managed to be exposed to the language somehow let's say, movies, TV shows, podcasts nowadays, <clears throat> videos, books, you name it. To me, input is key, but what other tips could we give the audience? So what would be the ideal scenario to improve English learning fast? And what tips could we give the audience, George? You know, uh, well, you mentioned most of them, if not all, you know, being exposed. I think that's that's a key word, exposure to a language. Uh, you know, there, there uh, like I mentioned a while ago, there, there are studies in saying, well, what is the average time somebody learns English? Okay, because we, okay, we did answer the question, is it possible to learn a language, you know, in six months? In this case, English, the answer is no. But I think also the expectation is, is there a time for, you know, like uh, the right answer and, uh, in, in, you know, how long it would take a person to learn a language? No, there's no right answer. Okay, The, the, the answer varies a lot. And, and one of the key words is exposure. And, and, also, and, and there, there are many factors, okay? There are many factors on, on the methodology, uh, you know, the kind of student you are, if you're mm -hmm. a willing student or you're being forced Shy. into learning. <laughs> If you are under the right conditions, um, the, if you're using the material, and and uh, it also depends where you're living. Okay, so it's it's very different. You know, the way you learn a language, if you're learning where the language is spoken, 
For instance, if you're living in the United States or Canada or England or any other English speaking country, of course, it's going to be a lot faster than learning a language, you know, for instance, in this case that we are in Mexico, it's, it's, it's different. Okay. It, it, it's not impossible, but it's a very different, you know, it's a very different uh, speed. Why? Because, well, if you're living in, 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 for instance, in Canada, well, you're not only take, if you're any, any of your learning English, you're not only learning English within the classroom environment, but when you walk out of the classroom, well, you'll have to order food you'll have to survive outside and you'll be forced to use English. So right. that, is, that, is, that is key, right? Not only are you using English within the classroom, but you also have this exposure time outside the classroom. Whereas if you're learning English, for instance, here in a Spanish-speaking country, well, you're limited to the, uh, to the number of hours that you have in, in the classroom. So uh, going back to the kind of student you are, if you want to increase the speed, all right, or, or reduce the of, of hours of learning a language, yes, uh, you know, uh, one of the top, top recommendations is do not rely only in your class time. You say, okay, I have uh, four hours of instruction or I have three hours of, you know, instruction with a, with a teacher. Is that enough? Uh, it'll work but at a lower speed. But if you want it to really work, you need to be exposed to language with the, you know, with the, with the things you mentioned right now, Casa, uh, uh, podcasts, movies, music, reading. So you increase the number of hours or the amount of time that you're going to be exposed to the language. So that is key, exposure, exposure to a language. And they, yeah, there are, there are, there, there is a, a time in, in, if you want to call it in, 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 in number of hours, in average, if you're under the right conditions uh, with, you know, the right methodology, the right teacher and the right attitude, the positive and the positive, you know, atmosphere, uh, there is a study and, and it varies though, okay? It varies, but there it's anywhere between, and I'm talking about getting to a level where you mentioned the B2, even the C1. For those of you who do not know this, this is uh, based on a benchmark. It's called the Common European Framework of References. There's also the, a, a, the one, there's another one called American Council of the Teaching of Foreign Languages. And there's one more benchmark. The, it's called the Integrity Language Roundtable. All of these are just giving you, okay, what levels of competencies people have in terms of language. And, but if we're gonna use uh, the one that's the most common one, the common European framework of references, uh, I would say to get to a C1 where you, you are almost bilingual, okay? You're pretty much very, very good at, at, at the language. I'm not saying uh, you're, you're gonna master it 100%, but you're very good. It's anywhere between uh, an investment of time between 900 to 1,200 hours of exposure. This doesn't necessarily mean being in front of a class, right. in front of a teacher taking, you know, formal lessons. Uh, this is all completely you know, with the teacher and with all the, uh, the, the, uh, the different strategies that you were mentioning right now, Katzen. Right. 
for example, um, one of the things that uh, pretty much when I when I was studying English, I lacked a lot of is it was conversation. Javier, what are what is the input that you would like to give our audience about? the exposure to conversation, how is that going to improve their English and how how can they really <clears throat> rely on conversation as one of the most important tools for their learning? You know, um, I have to go back to one of the uh, boxing analogies. You know, they say that uh, the best boxers are not the ones that are good with a heavy bag and they're good with a speed bag. They're not good with a double-ended bag. Uh, they're good in the ring because... The ring, the, the sparring, if you may, it's really a combination of all those exercises you ever done. Right. You know, all the all the running, all the push-ups you did, is, it should show there in the um, in the sparring that you do. And if you see the great fighters, you know, Pacquiao, you know, Canelo, if you may, if you're if you're, if you're a fan of him, they change sparring. They they don't just spar with one guy. They just keep changing one guy every 13 minutes. You know, a fresh guy. But they're you know they're top champions. And they still spar. You right. know, you might think like, oh, he's got a mate, right? He doesn't need to train. I mean, he knows how to box. No. <laughs> he's got to keep up his skill. It doesn't work that way. And I remember when I first finally got the chance to say that I could speak English, it was a time that I was in elementary school. A friend of mine, classmate, asked uh, me to translate for the teacher. So I did, you know, because he had been absent. Teacher told him, like, well, just need to get a, um, <clears throat> a paper from the nurse. To justify his absence, and I, I told him in Spanish, you know, and then the guy said, "Thank you very much," and I said, "Well, thank you." And then the teacher said, "Goodbye, Javier," and I'm like, "Wow, I can speak English immediately." I'm not kidding. Immediately, I went to somebody else. Hey, what's your name? <laughs> I'm Javier. <laughs> what do you do? And then I immediately started putting into practice what I knew, and I just forced myself into learning new stuff. And every single day, I got out there with the playground and talked to anybody that would talk to me. It's all about input, and like George mentioned. I could probably summarize it in one word. It's it's motivation. It's passion. Think of something that you enjoy. What do you enjoy? Cooking? Uh, movies? Um, running? I know people that love running. <laughs> and they don't see it as a task. They see it like, whoa, we're going running or we're going dancing. Remember when we used to go dancing young? People could dance for three, four hours on straight. Oh, yeah. Paid to go dancing. <laughs> you would pay. Remember, they used to pay to go dancing. Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, they would pay and have a good time and go home super happy. They were not like, oh, my God, I worked out too much. You know? No. <laughs> no. Um, English has to be part of your integral life plan. Right. You know, it has to be something that, you know, like you said, Katya, you, you had input of all sorts. I've always liked music. So for me, that was like my way in through to the language, music and, and movies, which I also love. You know, do something that as input, like George said, something extra set from the class. But something that you enjoy, and believe me, they will help you a great deal. Right. All right. Um, let's let's go to to the last section of our podcast, and this is about the advice. Any advice you'd like us to take from this episode, George? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, as I mentioned, <coughs> for the different factors that uh, I mentioned a while ago, uh, what it would involve, you know, how much time. It would get, you know, uh, it, it would take for a person to learn English uh, in, a, you know, in a, an advanced level. I, th I think, you know, one of the things that I've noticed with, with students is that uh, 
they want to be perfect in terms of, of grammar, okay? They, 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 they feel if they don't say things right with the correct grammar, uh, they, they, they're not confident and they, they want to stop and they, until they say it right, and then they start, you know, they start risking it. Um, and I've always told students, you know, it's, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay because it's, 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 uh, there, there's a, here, here's a, there's a, there are two, there are two sides to the language. One right. is like, are you going to be, uh, very accurate? That means you can speak with, you know, perfect grammar, or do you want to be fluent? Mm. And sometimes, you know, people learn at different, different paces, not everybody, and not everybody learns the same. Even in terms of their their skills, you know, even in their sometimes at the same level of English, but their different skills, you know, the different skills can be different for each one. For example, reading, listening, writing, and speaking. Some people are better at reading. Some people are better at, at listening and, and, and speaking. In this in this case, when it comes to speaking, uh, I advise people to take risks and and to uh, to motivate them to. Uh, speak even knowing that they will probably make mistakes. Okay, that mistakes can be fixed. What is harder sometimes is to, you know, to uh, persuade students or people to make mistakes and to, and to, and, and to, and to, and to, uh, and probably, they, you know, to feel uh, embarrassed. And, and it's something that happens to everybody, right? When we're trying something new. And 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 I always I always compare it with you know Javier likes to compare it with uh, with boxing and I try to compare it with uh, music or or uh, with uh, dancing. English is like learning uh, like learning any other skill. Okay, if you're if you're comparing with music, you if you could you, if you're a student of music, you could probably learn all the notes you know and the, and the keys on the piano. If you're learning you know uh, pian the piano. But if you don't put your fingers on on the piano, your hands, and start uh, you know playing the piano every day for hours and hours, it's not going to happen. Same thing. You can learn all the grammar in the world, but if you don't practice, you know, if you don't find uh, moments or opportunities of practice, you're not going to be a very fluent speaker. You could probably be a great reader and grammarian. Mm -hmm. but not a very good, uh, you know, uh, speaker. Okay. If right. that, if that is your goal, you know, to speak English. Right. So my advice is that find opportunities, you know, conversation to clubs, speak. there are many out there. We have one, right. uh, obviously you, uh, to all our listeners, you are invited. Uh, and, and yeah, practice, practice. It, it sounds like a cliche, but it happens, you know, it, that's the only way it's a skill. You need to practice, practice, and practice. It's like a muscle. You need to you, build. You have to take a dive. <laughs> you have to yeah. take a dive. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'll close off if you may, if I may with this anecdote, you know, I think by, by the time I was at the end of junior high, I was speaking to everybody and anybody that would talk to me, I just wanted to practice. Right. And I was actually talking to a janitor once and we had a nice conversation. And then he asked me a question. He said, are you Mexican? And I said, I probably said, yes, yes, I am. And I said, why? I said, because you sound Mexican. <gasps> and he turned around and left. I don't know what he meant by it. This is not honest. a bad thing, by the way. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, didn't think, I don't think he meant anything by it, you know, like a bad thing. Right. But I thought, I don't want to sound Mexican. I thought I sounded pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not, what I started doing, just started focusing more on, on accent correction, you know, intonation, more pitch. I watched a lot of TV. 
I would watch my friend's mouth, look at their lips a lot, you know, how they how they use the, the position of their right, mouth right. and tongue. And it believe and that to me I went from probably a B B one, B two, um, to probably a C two, but it took me about four years. I'm not kidding. <clears throat> All of high school. Yeah. So it is possible. It can be done, but yeah. it's not gonna be overnight. But you were it's gonna t- you were hundred percent exposed. And even then, but you know, you'd be surprised, because I know people. Uh, for example, my aunt uh, has lived had lived in the states for about twelve years at least. When I moved there, and she never learned. She just never learned, you know. She yeah. got it. Once I started learning, she's yeah. like, "Hey, your English is getting pretty good. You're gonna help me." And I started helping her translate. <laughs> so I got better, and she didn't. It's it. You got to get out there, like George says. How do you learn to dance? Well, you get out there and dance. <laughs> you might get in the middle so nobody watches you. Yeah. <clears throat> you don't want to feel a bit embarrassed. But that's how you learn. And then you go back home yeah. and you practice in front of a mirror, some, some more steps. And then come Saturday night, you try again. And you, you, you got to lose that fear. Right. You know, yeah. you, you, you mentioned something important right there. You know, uh, peop- some people, not all, might believe that to speak English, you need to sound American or you need to sound British. Uh, that was debunked years ago okay that was the bunk you don't have to be you don't have to sound american or british to be fluent okay as a matter of fact i know people who are more fluent in english but have a have have an accent all right have an accent and they're very fluent contrary to other native speakers that are, are not very fluent and that's just their personality okay it's it's it doesn't have to do with that so and i think there's a misconception here between pronunciation and fluent and, and accent okay you can you can uh, have an accent that has no that there's no there's nothing wrong with it you can have a, a, a hispanic accent an italian accent a french accent but you can be very fluent and i think here uh as long as you have a good pronunciation meaning that that the words that come out of your mouth and the way you enunciate that you say do not interfere with your communication and people can understand you clear, clearly I think you, you you've made it already there. Oh, right. by all means. I mean, we talked about it in several talked about this several times in other podcasts about you know Salma Hayek, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jackie Chan, John Renault, people that come from all uh, walks of life, and they're in Hollywood. They're making movies, and nobody nobody ever complains that huh can't hear you. He what is has he saying? An accent. You <laughs> he has an accent. French, I don't know what he's Ron, saying. You sound French, <laughs> Ron John Renault. <laughs> <clears throat> Yes. That's the one thing I heard. Like, if you have a French accent, don't worry about it. Just keep it. You know, everybody loves a French. <laughs> exactly. Everybody loves a French yeah, accent. They do. <laughs> That's unfair. <laughs> all right, guys. Very good. Thank you, guys, so much for all of this input. I think it was so good, and I think it's going to be so beneficial for everyone listening out there. And it's our time to say goodbye, George. Well, yeah. Uh, well, thank you for having me again here. It's always a pleasure uh, being able to share some of the ideas and experience that you know I've, I've I have. And uh, well, thank you all, and uh, hope to uh, see you again here soon. Same here, guys. Uh, just um, as a form of advice, you're gonna make mistakes. We all have. We all did. I don't know anyone that's ever learned a language and didn't make any mistakes. To be honest. But it's how you own up to the mistake. You know, I always, I like the fact how maybe foreigners, particularly Americans, 
they would probably make a mistake in Spanish and they'll laugh it off. They'll say, oh, gringo, tonto, stupido. And they'll laugh it <laughs> off and they'll just keep going at it. You know, they'll keep practicing their Spanish because that's what they're, Me- they're, what they're Mexican for. Right. You know, they're not going to, most of us uh, Mexicans would be like, oh, they left at me. You know? I remember <laughs> one time, I think I mentioned it before, um, I told a teacher that I, I had a headache in my stomach. Oh, yeah. Because I thought that headache meant pain. You know, and he laughed at me and I didn't take it personal. I just took it as, I wonder why he laughed at me. <laughs> oh, then I had to look it up and I realized, and I learned from the mistake. Yeah. You're going to make mistakes, own, own them up own them. and just fix them. That's and all. Learn, you learn you will them, get yeah. better. Trust me. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay, guys, thank you so much. This is well, thank it you. for today. Thank you to all our audience out there. Remember to subscribe to our channel. If you like this podcast, please share it with all your friends. And please visit our blog where where you will find an article related to this topic. Ah, okay. Nice. Take care. See you. Bye. Until bye. next time. See you, Katza. See you, Javier. See you, guys. Cool. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank you for subscribing to our podcast channel and click on the follow button so you can get notified when we upload new episodes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And please visit our website at youspeak.com.mx where you can get free access to our blogs and other content developing every week just for you.